Welcome back again to Your Daily Bible Podcast as we continue working through the book of John. Today we're looking at John chapter 5. We're going to cover verse 1 through 15. John chapter 5, verse 1. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Okay, so there are three festivals a year that require Jewish males to make the pilgrimage to Jerusalem. One of them we've already seen. That's the Passover festival. There was also a festival called Pentecost and also a festival called the Festival of Shelters or the Festival of Tents. So Jesus and his crew has made their way back to Jerusalem for festival. Verse 2. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to get well? Now, doesn't that seem like a curious question that Jesus would ask him? This man has been lying for 38 years, an invalid, unable to walk, paralyzed, hanging out in this place filled with so many other invalid people. And listen to what the man says in verse 7. Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me get into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. So this pool of Bethesda has quite an interesting history. Um, In your Bible, you may have a footnote, a asterisk next to this verse that adds some early manuscripts contain the following verse. And what it tells us is that from time to time, an angel of the Lord would come and stir this water up, and then the first person into the pool would be healed. Now, that's not contained in the scripture, in the translations that most Bibles use, because it's not in the earliest of manuscripts, but it's clearly what the man was referencing and what he believed was taking place. So this pool attracted sick, this pool attracted people who were looking, who were desperate for ways to be healed, much like many places to this day still do. Places where the water um, is believed to contain healing power or caves that contain crystals that people believe will heal. So whether God did supernaturally use this water to heal people or whether it was just the common belief at the time, the man stated he had nobody to help him. He was on his own completely. So there was no possible way for him to get himself into the water in time. But see, what he doesn't realize is who he's talking to. Here this man is sat from morning till night, day in and day out, hoping that he would be healed by God through the stirring of this water. And now the God whom he's been placing his hope in is standing right in front of him. So Jesus says to him in verse 8, Get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. Now can you imagine just for a moment, remember who's here, who's all around according to scripture. It says that there are blind, lame, and paralyzed people. They would have known each other. This would have been a community. And now 
All of a sudden, one of the members of their community who's been waiting for his turn to get into the water is healed in an instant. He stands up, cured of his paralysis. 38 years, imagine what his muscle structure and bone density would have been like. In an instant, Jesus heals him, restores his legs, restores his strength, makes his body whole. But listen to this next part. The day on which this took place was the Sabbath. And so the Jewish leaders said to the man who had been healed, It is a Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, The man who made me well said to pick, to pick it up and walk. Now I want you to understand something. The law did not forbid you to carry your mat on the Sabbath. That was the Pharisees' interpretation and addition to the law. You see, the law that Moses gave about the Sabbath was to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. But what that was translated by the Pharisees and by the religious scribes to mean was all of these lists of rules of what you could and couldn't do on the Sabbath. And apparently carrying your mat was one of the things they had determined you couldn't do. I love the response, though, of the man who's been healed. He said, well, the guy who has, you know, supernatural power and fixed me, made me well. He told me to do it, so I did it. So verse 12, so the Pharisees asked him, who is this fellow who told you to pick up your mat and walk? See, they want an account. They want an answer. Who's this even greater sinner that's going around and healing people? That's certainly forbidden on the Sabbath. Who is he? Verse 13, the man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. I think this is so amazing, and it's so different than how I would have done this miracle. Jesus heals this man in front of all of these other people and then just disappears. He doesn't even tell him who he is. He doesn't tell him he's Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. He does none of that. He just shows compassion and kindness, and then he slips away. Verse 14. This is so cool, by the way. He doesn't leave it at that. Verse 14. Later, Jesus found him at the temple. And he said to him, See, you are well again. Now stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. I love that the man, after all this time being paralyzed, one of the things he wouldn't have been able to do is go into the temple to worship God. And after being healed by God, he goes straight to the temple. He wants to worship. He wants to thank God for this wonderful miracle. And Jesus finds him. And Jesus tells him something. It's an incredible thing if you understand it. Jesus tells him, now stop sinning or something worse will happen to you. He's not threatening him that his sins will lead to greater paralysis. He's telling him that there's something bigger than physical paralysis. And that is the state of our soul, the state of our spirit. He's offering him and telling him about the importance of repentance, the importance of turning away and towards God for the healing that Jesus will offer us for our soul. So then it says, verse 15, the man went away and told the Jewish leaders it was Jesus who had made him well. So from going from an anonymous person who healed him to now learning It's Jesus that healed me. As we finish today's text, I want to encourage you, if you have been suffering for a long time, maybe 38 years for you, 
Maybe a long time you have suffered and dealt with difficulty or trauma or sickness or pain. Don't give up hope. Jesus is a miracle worker. Just as much as he healed the man that day by the pool of Bethesda, he is available for you and to you today to heal you, to touch you, and to save you. So let's thank him today and let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that you are a healer that you actually identified yourself as the healer and as the great physician. And you went about everywhere you went. One of the things you did was take care of the sick. So I pray today, God, for my friends who are listening, I pray that their bodies would be healed. I pray that they would be made well. I pray that they would never give up hope and trust in you, that you want to heal, that you can heal, and that your spirit is alive and well in them, working God's perfect plan for their life. I pray, God, today that we'll place our faith and our trust in you. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.